Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God, and our religion? Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But Welcome everyone to another episode of the Lance Curve Show. This is more like a, I can't sleep and I have to get up midnight overnight rant. But it's not a rant because I don't have the energy to amp up and talk loud and talk fast. I'm probably going to go to bed after this again. But so many thoughts were hitting me that I couldn't help but get up. And one of the things that I'm just pushed to say initially is that if you cannot conquer yourself, this twisted system will conquer you. And we need to know ourselves. We need to know and face the things that we have been running away from within ourselves for many years. When I look out in the world and move about, no matter where I am, America, Africa, Caribbean, I see people who are working hard to cover themselves up and not deal with what's inside of them. And it's more effort to do that than it is to look within. It's like a man on fire, doused in gasoline first and set a fire. He runs so hard to get away from the flames when the answer would be just to drop to the ground, face the fact that he's burning and roll around in the dirt a couple times. This is a twisted dilemma because so many times we are tricked into thinking that the answer is on the outside of us. That if we go to this pastor or attend this church or befriend somebody who appears to have it all together or to go to that person, person that we don't really reveal to the world to do a little hoodoo or voodoo because our Christianity is not enough. These are the things that indicate that we are off and see now with what is happening now which I'm going to say in a very humble way with no ego in a non-narcissistic way that I told everybody that this was coming. I didn't say it specifically, but pretty much I framed the way the world would be. I didn't know the source and I'm not Mr. Know-it-all. I'm not saying that I'm this prophetic person who has this great vision I'm just a person right now who's very much detached from the world and can look at it from the outside. I'm not in this thing anymore. I'm here, but I'm not in this thing anymore. It doesn't matter to me if I drive the latest car. It doesn't matter to me 
if I have the biggest home, it doesn't matter to me if my ego needs to have tons of women around me. One day, I'm going to leave it all. So why pursue it when it won't matter? Why not pursue the inner self to conquer the inner self so that your life can, can cut through this system like a hot knife through butter. You see, we're going to find out what we're made of. When you look at that glass that has sugar and lemon and tea, or say like, for example, that artificial iced tea mix, or you see a glass or a, or a saucer in a cup, and there's hot cocoa there, but it's not stirred up. You kind of know what it is, but it's not stirred up. You don't know how intense it is from the inside. So when we stir these things up, now we get the full flavor. You put that iced tea mix, you put that cocoa mix, you stir it up. If you just dropped it in there, you'll get an indication of what it is, but you won't know how intense the flavor is going to be. And these are how the people around us are. When left alone, everything is good or it appears good. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's saying the right things. But deep down, they know what they have inside. They know what they have to deal with. Their hangups that you trigger off within them because of their insecurities are kept in check because there's no confrontation. It's easy to keep a dog in the yard chained up when his stomach is full, when he's not thirsty, when he's content. But when situations like this pandemic happen, whether we feel it's real or not, the effects of it are real. The fear that comes out of it is real. And these are the circumstances that are stirring us up. And what do I mean stirring us up? We're going to find out with our friends and our family and those around us and those systems and structures that we trust so well, that we feel we know so well. This pandemic and the fear that comes out of it is going to stir up so much. And so just like when our dear sister Beatrice Noel, who premiered a few days ago on the show, she shared some brilliant things. And she said this COVID-19 situation is more of a spiritual battle. It's more of a spiritual war. And there were a few people who didn't understand afterward. They will say, well, listen, this is a physical thing. It's a virus. How could it be a spiritual thing? Well, even though I feel it's something that was cooked up in the laboratory and it went haywire, right? If, if it is what it is. But it was, it's a spiritual element to it that this thing brought on. The fear that you feel is not because of a virus that is in you. It's something that you fear happening to you, whether it's real or not. And that opens the door for the spiritual aspect of it to come on in. That opens the door for the spoon of fear to stir up the cup that is you and the things that are at the bottom of your cup. And that's the key. Because we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So with these things happening, it's not only going to rock the world around us. It's going to rock 
the world within our circles, who we thought were friends, who we know are family, but thought had our back a little better than that. That's going to be the shock. And then what we see as far as on the outside world with the pandemic will be minuscule. And then we'll have to deal with those spirits. We have to deal with what's hidden around us with our family and our friends, the insecurities, the hidden resentments, the hidden jealousies that couldn't wait to spring forth. Don't be shocked. Just weather the storm. Conquer yourself and you'll conquer any situation around you. Conquer yourself. Meditate to yourself. Stay to yourself and have something of your own that you're working on. That no matter what happens tomorrow or the next day, next week, few months or years, you have something that you are growing that you hold on to. For me, it's my creativity. For me, it's my artwork and my writing and my videos and the shows that I do. I've been doing this for 20 years. And for 20 years or before these 20 years, I have been prepping for it my entire life, but a life that I've lived and the experiences that I've absorbed. So I'm okay that way. I've been doing this for the longest time and I will not stop. And I mentioned that on my prior video, but you have to because you will become unraveled if your foot is on someone else's foundation. You have to have your foundation no matter what. And do not let anyone talk you out of your fin- your foundation. I wanted to say financial and I was slipped out of my mouth, right? Well, yeah, we're in this artificial system and we must deal with money as long as we're in this artificial system. The real system doesn't deal with money. Your creator gives you the fruit, the vegetables, the land, the trees to grow, the materials to make structures. And collectively, if you unify with those around you, it's easy for you all to move as one and benefit as a community. But it's not like that, especially in the black community. And when we have or in this artificial system, we have to abandon all those free things that are given to us and subject ourselves to work for another in a system that doesn't benefit us and gives us pennies on the dollar so we can scrape back and think we're maintaining. But it's not about grinding all the time. I'm telling you now, while it seems as though I'm constantly on the move, it's effortless because this is something that I do. I'm not grinding anymore. I'm not pushing anymore. No, no. And I used to use that lingo and not really feel good about it because I'm like, wait a second, I'm doing something that I love. How is it a grind? It's a grind when you're doing something that you don't love. So I have to, um, I have to correct that lingo and I have to correct those words. I put myself in this position because all of the years of effort, uh, concentrated effort, that landed me here because I had foresight to be able to do so. So I'm very happy where I am. I'm very happy where I'm going. I'm very happy with the fact that I have so much time to myself that I can conquer the residue of my own personal demons, so to say. I'm not saying I'm demonically possessed. It's just a figure of speech. And you have to understand, too, that isolation that comes from those entities that are stirred up around you because of their demons inside of them. And when you see what's manifesting in their lives and you say, oh, man, the way they talked, 
Look at what their life has turned into. Look at the deception. Look at the hidden secrets. Look at all of these things that are manifesting. But then they will throw off on you who are steady, who have been doing what you're doing and continue to do what you do. And therefore you realize that your focus and your tranquility and your isolation is a beautiful thing because the minute sperm hits egg, you can't just go ahead after two weeks and pull the baby out and no, that baby must remain isolated because it's something that's yet to come. When you create, and this is something that I know very well, just like now, you're hearing these words. But right now, for me, it's the wee hours. But my mind is so focused on building the legacy that I want to build that this is a constant for me. When you have a child, you have to care for the child. You have to tend to the needs of that child. And it comes before you. 24 hours. It's not a grind. So my baby is creativity. It comes before any wants or desires that I have. I am proud and happy nurturing this thing that the world appreciates and will continue to do so. And I thank you all so much for your support. And I will continue. Even those who thumbs it down or even those who wish that it falls, which is not going to do that. And if it did. 20 years of work <laughs> that you can't stop as opposed to 20 years of lies and deceptions and putting out false character. No, because that comes tumbling down overnight and it cannot be rebuilt again. So I'm so happy. But again, you have to conquer what is inside of you. That is the key. Once you do that, there is no fear. Yes, you will have butterflies when you have to encounter certain situations. But when you know that you have done everything possible to make yourself the best version of yourself at this present moment, there should be no fear at all. Now, like I said, there will be apprehensions because you're putting the vehicle on the track of life to be tested but like that fighter who makes that ring walk. And let me tell you, ring walk, what are you talking about, Scurve? If you don't know boxing, it's when the fighters are walking from their dressing rooms down into the ring. And to me, more so than the boxing match, and I told a friend of mine this who doesn't follow boxing, he couldn't understand why anybody, anybody would enjoy two men standing in the middle of the ring taking a swing at each other. I kind of let him know that on the higher levels, it is a science. It's very scientific. But for me, the sport of boxing has always been an intriguing thing because it gives you insight as to the, who the character of this person is. So when you do the ring walk and you have the cameras in your face as the fighter, the expressions before going to battle tell me a whole lot about you and your character. I can pretty much tell who is going to win the fight by looking into their eyes before the fight via the camera, via the television set when I'm watching a boxing match. It's a very deep thing. You can see who trained. You can see who sacrificed. You can see who's ready for this battle, who denied themselves pleasures of this system in this world because now they're so totally focused 
you can see possibly the next opponent who didn't train like he should, who didn't eat like he should. Now he's coming into battle and his face looks a little concerned, looks a little nervous, looks, although he looks tough to the average person, he looks a little scared and he's trying to hide it. Like that kid who comes Monday morning for the test and knows that he didn't pay attention in class or even studied. Like that person who finally faces those bills sitting on top of the dresser in the bedroom that were piling up. And of course, most of us don't do that anymore because we pay our bills online. But when you finally face it, you're facing the unknown because you neglected it. When you turn your energies in on yourself and focus in on yourself, that is the most noble thing that you can do. And that is the best thing that you can do with your available energies. Do not be drawn into drama. Drama is for those who have demons within themselves that they have neglected. And they don't want to face it. So they will create situations outside of them. Tensions and drama. Because once they are made to face it, they don't like what they see. They don't like how far behind they have gone. They don't want to be revealed. The mask must come off. And the way we want to take our mask off, we need to do so if we truly want healing and to take that mask off of that public persona that we project to the world that is nowhere near, in some cases, what the person is on the inside. Oh, man, if you only knew the things I've learned and the things I've seen in my life and more so recently, it's like right now I am so happy. I'm not a part of certain dramas and people's tragic worlds. I'm sitting here snacking on my popcorn, enjoying the show in the isolation. And I love it because I have time now to develop more what I need to develop for myself. I have never known what this thing is called a midlife crisis. To me, the midlife crisis thing is a forced forcing of oneself to face oneself, but they don't want to, so they run the other way. And when I say forced, when a man gets to a certain age, he has no choice but to look within. He has no choice. And so sometimes when that time comes, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm 50, I'm 50 something now. Where is my life going? Maybe there's more behind me than ahead of me. And they panic and they get that new sports car because they don't want to see what's on the inside or face themselves. So they panic. And they get that younger girlfriend because they want to relive something that they never had before. But you can't hide. You must face yourself. I know to go back and go back through your life is really tough to face those things that bothered you. But you must do that. You must do that. You can talk the talk, but you'll be tormented forever. And relationships will degrade and you'll be in denial. Face yourself. Face the fact that you are not perfect. Face the fact that you need work because I know I do. And this is why this is a beautiful thing because one thing for sure, the crazy talk that I talk on some of the adult shows and crazy shows and, and some of the stuff like this or if I'm in the street, whatever, I am so happy that I talk the way I do wide range because I know when my sisters and my brothers love me, they love me for me. And they know that we have different gears on our vehicle. They know that we have different branches on our tree. 
they know that we have different sides to our personality. And it's okay. You know, there are many people here on this platform that respect me tremendously, even though they can hear me talk stupid and silly and sexual sometimes. We need to do that sometimes. But you know that at the core, what I am, and I really appreciate that. So when others don't accept you in this life, know that others will. And that's which, where you put your focus with those who are really in your corner. There are many who will try to turn on you and try to make you feel like you're an outcast. But how can I feel like an outcast when I have thousands and thousands of my family here who show love to me every single day? And I will continue to show love to you every single day because you accept me as I am. And I'm courageous enough to not be afraid to just put up one facade. No, you see me full. You see me the way I am. And I appreciate it because, like many others, I'm a work in progress. No one is born perfect. No one is born without different faults within themselves and, and, and character. I would say flaws. Those are just challenges. They don't have to stay with you forever. It's something for you to work on. And we must always have something that we're working on. Because if you don't have that sense of purpose in your life, you don't really have a life at all. We never get there. There is no there. That place called there, you've made it. You're there. It never exists because it's always the next there, the next level, the next destination, the next achievement. But don't let those achievements be something that you strive for externally or for the applause or for the notoriety or for the, to be seen a certain way. Let it be where you get to know yourself and you cleanse yourself out and you make it where the world around you does not affect you in a negative way because you're at peace with yourself. It's very hard to attain peace within oneself because you can tell a person who's not at peace walking around angry, walking around twisted, walking around unhappy. Then that's some homework you need to do. I'm really enjoying myself, and I want to thank you all for partaking in that with me. Landscurve out on to the next one. Like, share, and subscribe. I love you dearly. Peace. Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God, and our religion? Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. 
So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly that before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took jute, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. America, we were living in the east, by the Nile River, we were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality, we wore silk and robes, slippers of gold, we were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told, now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door So my friend, it's easy to tell White man heaven, it's black man hell When the white man came to America He told the Indian, I am your white brother He said, red man I'll treat you the best, yet and still he pushed the Indian further west with his white woman and fire water. Tricks and lies, he stole America, the original owner of this nation is cooped up on a reservation. So my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven, black man hell. He needed someone to work the land. His back was too weak. He needed you, black man. So he commissioned Sir John Hawkins to commit the worst, most grievous sin to take a man free and bring him down to slavery to sell a man as merchandise on his body put a price oh my friend it's easy to tell white man heaven is a black man hell 